0: Dave, have you ever taken a vacation?
1: No, what's that?
0: Oh, a vacation is... uh, So it's this thing where it's exactly like being at work, except Mm -hmm. you don't have to actually show up to any meetings. You don't get on any video conferences, but, uh, but you still have that email fear of missing out. So you constantly mm-hmm. check your inbox, mm-hmm. but you don't have to reply to anyone because you've set up a robot to tell everybody that you're not going to reply to them. You tell them that ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. It's very restful. Uh, yeah. I, I just spent, uh, I just spent a little while with my, with my kid. We did about three hours in the pool every morning. Very nice way to start the day. Um, and, uh, we did, uh, we did, uh, you know soren's five right so he's uh he's super into crochet like hand crochet now um mm-hmm. making bracelets out of rubber bands and stuff like that we had a great time we had a great time all right nice yeah. Yeah. nice how about you
1: oh well um i will be going on vacation in a couple of days going to uh, pittsburgh with my wife and we're going to a steelers preseason game and we're gonna um Uh, check out Pittsburgh for a couple days. Haven't really done that.
0: Oh, nice. I would, you know, I've always wanted to visit Pittsburgh and that's not a joke. Like Pittsburgh is a really interesting city. Um, Lots of very interesting
1: philanthropy, interesting history. I agree. You know, it's, and it's like, uh, it's, it's interesting in terms of, you know, like all the history and like you hear about things like, Oh, the Pittsburgh pirates and all that. There were actual pirates um, like along the river that were uh, Mm -hmm. pirating things. Um, so oh, I never put that yeah. together. Okay. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Why not Pittsburgh penguins? I don't think Pittsburgh had any penguins. Uh, so I don't know the deal <laughs> there, but <laughs> although
0: it is cold, it can't get cold in Pittsburgh.
1: Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. True. Yep. Yeah. And speaking of that, we're actually going to be a, a group of us, you know, like, you know, how you do these team offsites where you, uh, you know, you want to mm-hmm. sort of fly under the radar and don't want to like, the, oh, we're going to San Diego or, or like the beach or something like that. To, so people don't think it's a, a boondoggle, but, um, yeah, we're actually going to have a team offsite in, uh, um, Cleveland. So it's going to be fun. So, <laughs> Unimpeachable. Right. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's going to, it's like, if you don't believe us, you can come out here and we'll say, <laughs> it's okay. you can enjoy yourself. But, uh, yeah, yeah, we actually, we, uh, got a conference room at the rock and roll hall of fame and all that. So it's, it'll be, it'll be a nice uh, team building time. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Good. And convenient for you. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. I won't have to get on a plane. So it's great. That is nice.
0: That is nice. Um, so we, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about um, the recent shootings um, in uh, both El Paso and in Dayton. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of Ohio um, mm-hmm. and uh, we don't really have um although my position on gun control is well documented uh, we don't have to talk about that here i think the the to give it a kind of a dave and gunner spin on it i think what was really interesting is um the the role that 8chan played in these shootings uh mm-hmm. like as a platform for these folks to meet and they're getting this kind of like this interesting and kind of horrifying dynamic of you know somebody posts their manifesto on 8chan and then the next shooter also posts on 8chan and refers back to the previous post, mm-hmm. right? Back references. So in this case, the El Paso shooter, I think, referenced the Christchurch shootings. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now what's developing is this kind of this horrifying kind of jurisprudence, right, uh, of like... these positions being formulated and um, people posting these manifestos, knowing that they're going to be referred to later, right. They become part of the canon, if you like. Um, right? And so uh, there was, uh, uh, so there's been a lot of hand-wringing around the, the, the fact of HN, which is kind of famously this like, you know, libertarian wonderland of, you know, unregulated speech. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, it's difficult to ignore the fact that HN is playing a role in, um, you know and acting as a platform for, uh, for several of these shooters, so j- this happened just this morning. Uh, Cloudflare, um, who was the kind of CDN sitting in front of 8chan, decided very suddenly to uh, deplatform chan by cutting them off so mm-hmm. uh, For folks who aren 't familiar with how Cloudflare works, um, you set up a website and then you tell Cloudflare uh, that you have this website, and then uh, you set up your DNS system. Uh, to go to Cloudflare instead of your actual website, and in so doing, Cloudflare be- mediates all the connections and does a couple of things first, it allows you to do caching and they can deliver mm-hmm. the content faster, but also they can protect you against denial of service attacks and things like that so they 're kind of a shield kind of that you can put up in front of your website right. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Cloudflare, which has for a long time said that they are not going to get into the content regulation business. They're just going to take any customer who wants to pay the money. So they're more than happy to take their money. Um, they, uh, they have decided to deplatform platform So they unplugged 8chan as a as a customer, functionally turning the website off um, mm-hmm. until 8 could figure out another provider of the same services, which, which, which they did shortly thereafter. That provider's right. upstream provider then unplugged them <laughs> um and so now we're now there's this uh as we're talking now i guess there's this game of whack-a-mole going on um where 8 which is now um uh regardless of how you feel about the politics of it are uh is feeling toxic to a lot of these providers right they don't want to be they don't want to be caught kind of enabling the platform and so as they discover that the platform is appearing on their uh you know, on their customer list they're they're cutting it off um so, what does free speech mean in a world where most of the speech is actually being on private platforms? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one thing to say that you're you have freedom of speech um, in a town square, right, in a public space, but all of these spaces online are all private spaces, which has two uh, two consequences. First, is that there is no such thing as free speech, and then uh, because it's not the government, right, it's these private companies. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, what is the obligation of the private companies? Um, here and on paper, the obligation is uh, is actually less than nothing um, because laws like the Communications Decency Act, which basically gives safe harbor for any hoster, um, that says like you can't be sued for anything that people do on your platform as long as you don't regulate the speech. Um, mm-hmm. So as long as you have your hands off the wheel, um, wh- you can't be sued for anything that people are doing on your platform. Um, anyway, it's uh, it's a very Which made sense, I think, when the internet was first evolving, and we wanted to kind of encourage all these new spaces to be growing and the rest of it. But now that we're in this era of kind of consolidation, or kind of a consolidation, people smarter than me have written about this, I'm sure. But um, anyway, it's a really gnarly ethical problem, and we appear to have the tools that we have to manage this, these kind of moral
1: questions, just seem like woefully inadequate. Mm-hmm. or there are no bright lines between you know it's a lot of shades of gray of where do you draw the line of, mm-hmm. of like um, I think uh, cloudflare they only did it one other time it was like some sort of neo-nazi website or something like that and, mm-hmm. and then they showed up somewhere else um, but you know at what point do you you know and I've seen it too where like there are some companies that have a uh, moral ethics code of like Salesforce, Uh, .com, I believe they have, like, if, if you're doing, if you're selling automatic weapons or semi-automatic, automatic automatic weapons, they reserve the right to not sell to you. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, and so do the businesses get the choice in terms of, of, you know, who their customers are or, or do they not?
0: So So it's an interesting set of questions, just like the moral responsibility of these companies, Mm -hmm. um, which is. I guess in the end it's probably a pretty good thing to allow each company to make their own moral or ethical decisions. I think there's a lot, there's a lot to be said for that approach, but Mm -hmm. then you get these, it's difficult to not see how something like HN is kind of directly enabling this behavior and is itself kind of complicit in, in, in the act. Right. Um, if HN is so central to the behavior, um, then, uh, it kind of puts a different valence on the whole thing. Um, anyway that's something i've been it's something I've been thinking about a lot uh, these last couple of days
1: yeah, and at what point does that mean that Cloudflare is going to start being more selective in terms of who their customers are right, right.
0: yes, and then uh, you know several slippery slope arguments um, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know it just it, again it seems uh it seems like the the current framework we have for thinking about what free expression means is just kind of ill equipped to deal with the internet. <laughs> You know. yeah
1: yeah because it's yeah and and you can go in the other extreme too that it's like you know that that person should be silenced because i disagree with them right um because they're obviously wrong even though it's like you know whether it's politics or whatever
0: yeah yeah that's right that's right all right, all right. What, what do you say Dave? We'll we'll lighten this up
1: yeah 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 let's 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 talk about some fakes
0: <laughs> okay yeah i said there was a theme for this show today right yep yeah we
1: got uh fake faces uh we're going to be talking about fake friends uh we're going to fake some holes and fake dominance and we're going to fake doing work
0: oh i like this already faking work i need to learn more about that so if uh if folks want to uh if folks want to learn more about all of these fake things dave what
1: website should they go to they want to go to dgshow.org. So D's and Dave, G's and Gunner, show.org.
0: Nice. And uh, we were laughing earlier about the cutting room floor. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the, uh, <laughs> getting some reaction on the useless inventions. What, which one, which of these useless inventions was your favorite, Dave? Uh,
1: I think the, uh, my perfect Hogan. <laughs> my favorite. So like, you know, how you, you have the Hulk Hogan mustache and you know, how hard it is to shave without a template. Um, they, they provide <laughs> a plate for you and you just, so much easier in the morning. You
0: know? <laughs> I like the uh I like the digit comb, uh yeah. which is actually just a comb, but instead of uh, the regular tines on the on the comb, you have uh four fingers molded in rubber, which is so you can run run a set of artificial fingers through your hair. I like that. I like that yeah. 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 Great. Yeah. Um and then also uh
1: what's this about uh corpses? Yeah, yeah. So um you know how like HOV lane, you gotta have like so many uh, people in the car to use a HOV lane.
0: Oh, I see where those are going. Yep. So cool. you, you've heard it here first. So, um,
1: yeah, there's a guy that it's like he's driving a hearse, fully loaded, and, uh, yeah, he got busted. <laughs>
0: gross. That's gross. So, yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, fake faces. Tell me yep. about this.
1: Yeah. So you remember the, the faces that were generated by AI? Mm-hmm. Yeah, about. I do. And then there was one that was like, it was like this website that was like a hot or not uh, for big faces.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, I do remember. Yeah,
1: those. so there's some other people out of the University of Washington, where they came up with a test, uh, and they call it which face is real, where they put up two faces, one is generated by AI, the other one's a real person, and you're supposed to pick which one is the counterfeit person, and which is the real person. Oh, it's like oh, a Turing test. Mm-hmm. Or a CAPTCHA, maybe. I don't know. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So the stats were um, players could identify the real people uh, nearly 60% of the time the first try. And then even with practice, the, the their performance peaked at about 75% accuracy.
0: Interesting. I wonder if computers are better at finding that stuff than humans.
1: Hmm. Yeah, there is – oh, geez, i got to throw that link in here. But there is one that – did you hear about the – there's an AI thing that will create um, – in in order for it to detect fake news, it will generate fake news. Oh, no. How how does that work? It would go through the text, and it would notice certain patterns based on, like, a a corpus of of data of whether it was real news or fake news. And then what it would do would would, – it would highlight of like oh these are the sections which are fake news what these aren't and it would it would highlight the article in certain ways and you look at the articles and then like side by side like one would be like highlighted all like red the other one would be like yellow and everything and it would be like the yellow one would be like blatantly fake news right and it would be able to detect it but then in order for it to train itself it would actually generate fake news based upon whether and so basically the 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 fake news generator would get smarter by learning which was real news and which was fake news got it got it oh that's interesting
0: yeah um so in the case of so that's fake news what
1: what are some applications for uh fake faces fake faces um well um i would say well we just talked about it a captcha wouldn't that be fun oh like, <laughs> <laughs> you know instead of picking the the stop signs or whatever it's like <laughs> pick pick the fake people or something. And you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's,
0: a, that's exactly what I want to capture with a 75% accuracy. That's good. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. It would actually raise mine. It's um, <laughs> so that's, that's better. Um, but no, it's so the, the thing that that leads to our next story about um, the, there's um, so like on LinkedIn, do you, if somebody gives you a connection request, do you connect with them?
0: I have not approved a LinkedIn request in about two years. Wow. Yeah. Whether you knew him or not, whether I knew him or not, I just, uh, I'm just the only way to win is not to play uh, okay. as far as LinkedIn goes. Yeah. How about you?
1: Uh, I, if like, I will only connect with people that I've met. So there would even be people at Red Hat that would like connect with me. Uh, and I guess they work at Red Hat or whatever, but I never met them before. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they just uploaded their address book and did a massive like connection thing or whatever. Um, but it's like I don't do that because what what that's gonna do is it um to me it creates this implicit endorsement of like, oh well, Dave right. says this person is a good person, so you know it must be legit. Mm-hmm. And the reality is is it could be a fake person. And um there's actually a news article about this uh, uh fake lady named uh Katie Jones. So she had um a LinkedIn profile um that was set up and the her LinkedIn picture was actually one of those fake people that were generated by AI. Huh. Huh. What? It
0: was, they couldn't find a, well, oh, okay. Well, I guess that makes sense because if you wanted to, you wouldn't want somebody, you wouldn't want to steal some random real person off the internet uh, because then you're at risk of them discovering their own photo on the, profile and then kind of like outing that profile is fake. Right. Um, but if you use an AI generated photo, there's no chance that they would be confused or small chance that uh, they'd be confused with someone real. Right.
1: Yes, Yes. exactly. So, yeah, so it's, it's, um, um, yeah. Cause like, you know how you could do like reverse image searches Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, you know, so you give it an image and it'll, it'll find, you know, where this is linked to. And you can imagine like LinkedIn, they probably already have the technology to, to do that, to detect, like fake people. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah.
0: Although actually, you know, doing a reverse image search and not finding any other images is, especially for a headshot is almost a tell all by itself. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The chance that somebody has a headshot purpose built for LinkedIn is probably pretty low.
1: Right. Yeah. And they don't exist anywhere else. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That's right. True. Yeah. So they need that. Yeah. They need to do like a fake, facebook account with all kind of pictures and and we'll talk about that in a little bit with full body generated ai in a minute so yeah hold that thought yeah so there was yeah so it was interesting where yeah it was actually this you know like people are and i've seen it i've seen it in the press before too where like there would be like you know some linkedin profile of an attractive young lady and uh you know oh i'm an intern at nsa and would you like to connect with me and all these like Middle-aged guys from the NSA are like connecting with this you know, right. fake intern, you know, and of it's course. oh really, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to do it, not going to do it. Yes, but um, yeah, the other thing I saw, and this was a little bit older, but uh, this was just doing my spring cleaning. There is um, Nvidia did some stuff where, um, like, you know how like, well, if you have an image and then you have some like damage done to it, mm-hmm. um, you could they could apply AI to it to fill in the missing pieces. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I, I put a picture in there, like in the show notes of like, like an example is like this woman's face where it, a lot of it was like, like imagine you had this like erased her in, in like a bitmap editor and you erase out her eyes and her nose and everything. This AI would, would generate uh, what the representative uh, face would look like. Wow. Wow.
0: Yeah, I'm looking yeah. at this. This is incredible. I mean, because these are these images are completely defaced, right? Yeah. Um and if I was only looking at those, I could not myself reconstruct them. Um yeah. but this thing has done a really good job at putting them back together.
1: That's yeah, amazing. so you would have like failed the capture of uh which is the fake photo and yeah.
0: Yeah, I definitely would have. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And um yeah, and this this would come in really handy for like all those like Stalin pictures of of where the face was like <laughs> Plotted it out you know right. so.
0: yeah well i was also thinking um getting back together with your ex is now a lot less complicated right right yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: but they they had and it was another you know it's like okay what's what is the big deal with this but um they had i forget what what was in the video but they showed where like you have this image and then you you have like um And I've seen it in other things, too, where, like, imagine, like, you know, you're taking a picture of the Leaning Tower of Pisa or something, and then there's all everybody and their uncles getting their picture taken, and it's just, like, distracting. Mm -hmm. Well, what you could do is you could pick out the people, and it would figure out what the background should be if nothing was there, and it could eliminate all the people. Right. Right. Yes. That's great. Which, again, if you're Stalin, this could be another (laughs) use. So, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah oh yep so yeah so check that out um there's another thing with uh whole body uh generation that was really neat too that um i think it was a taiwanese company or something like that that um and this is for fashion where it's like they had like entire like people that you know like from head to toe wearing you know whatever i guess clothes that you needed Um, and then they would morph as they would move and they would like, imagine just like strutting on a runway or something. They would, they would turn like 45 or 90 degrees and they would, you could see them turn and then they would morph into another person and then they rotate again. They morph into somebody else. Whoa. Yeah.
0: See, what I thought you were going to say is like using, uh, using AI to kind of create ideal bodies for a, for a particular outfit. Right. Um, Oh
1: yeah. Well, I'm sure too. Yeah. mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: But this is like, you could, you could watch one runway show and see the same outfit on like several different body types,
1: I guess, would be the idea. Uh Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, it's, it's a Caucasian man. And what would a Caucasian man look like in the suit compared to somebody that's different or, or, you know, for, you know, whatever reason, you know, like you're trying to market it in a different uh, country or something like that. And you want to, um, you could redeploy it without, um, having to like pay models. Got it. Uh Yep. So like what it
0: sounds like it sounds like we're just one step away from uh actually having like what AI news readers, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, well that's um this is actually it's been around for a little bit, but yeah, China has um they've had a male uh an AI uh, a male AI news anchor for a while now, but uh just recently they unveiled the first female AI news anchor. <laughs>
0: I guess the female I guess that was more complicated.
1: I, I don't know. I don't know. I maybe they're uh, just folk, you know celebrating diversity. I don't know. But like if you look at the video is it's, it's kind of interesting um like the mouth doesn't match up that well. Like it almost looks like one of those like um poorly dubbed uh, like kung fu movies where you know that you hear the voice but the mouth doesn't line up very well but it's kind of close. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Is it in like a in like an uncanny valley way?
1: Uh no. No, it's more more like a bad Kung Fu movie. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, and then, you know, have you ever like heard somebody on the telephone or heard somebody on the radio, like a disc jockey or something? And then you, you have this mental picture of what they look like. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And then but then you go and you see them and they look nothing like you expected. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So there's this um software that's out there, it's called speech to face where you give it an audio clip of somebody talking and it will map the, um, uh, it'll reconstruct a face based upon um, similar sounding people. Oh, I guess I can see how that would work, right?
0: You're just taking the, like people who have a certain kind of facial structure are mm-hmm. likely to have, likely to sound roughly the same, I guess. Um, and I'm looking at these samples here. I see a Phyllis Diller. I see uh, Daniel What's his face from uh, the from 07.
1: Yep. Yeah, and the, the recreation looks like George W. Bush, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It
0: does. Phyllis well. Diller is pretty on the nose though. It's actually it looks pretty close.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's actually that's that that is uh more accurate than you think it's gonna be.
1: Yeah. Yep. Andre Brower. Yeah, look at that. Huh. Yeah, he looks a little heavier and uh uh true in, in AI yeah, um that's right that's right yeah the, the AI adds 10 pounds to you <laughs> <laughs> yeah yep and uh yeah and as as we wrap up here um yeah there is you know have, have you uh studied body language at all
0: I have I you'll remember I was a theater major so yeah I have oh, right. uh, I have some expertise here yes
1: yeah, so if, if you from a theater standpoint, if if you wanted to come off as a dominant person, what what are some of the things that you would want to do? Oh, uh you wanna dress up in uh formal uh attire
0: and uh you want to lean your whole body forward uh to create uh create height. Uh, mm-hmm. and uh everybody should be looking up at you as a fearsome thing,
1: and uh you should hold a baseball bat. Mm, okay, baseball bat. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so the um yeah so what, there's this one study that says uh like what exactly what you said is is tilting your head down is a way to look more dominant mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and what they say is it's that that um like the v in your like eyebrows of like it's more predominant if of, of you like leaning forward and and looking up, i guess, oh yes, yeah, but I can imagine too that you're also um Getting more into the space of the other person as well. Yes. Yeah. Forward as opposed to leaning back. Yes.
0: Yeah. Famously, uh LBJ would invade people's space as a as a dominance display, right? Um, Yes. yes. He would sit somebody somebody would be sitting on the end of a couch, he would go sit right next to them, and then he was a very tall man. He would cross his legs over the other person, uh, to like literally trap them in the in the couch. Um and that was his way of uh uh asserting, demonstrating his dominance over the other person. Yeah.
1: Wow. I don't remember reading that in uh, any <laughs> yeah. of the Maggie books. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's something else. Yeah. So, well, I guess to close out, there's a new Chrome extension that you could add mm-hmm. that, um, you know, how, like, uh, you know, how, like you talked about doing blue jeans and, and video conferencing and all that stuff. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Yeah. And like you'll see like the Hollywood Squares view of the all the people in the video conference and everything. Mm-hmm. Well, there is this uh, Chrome extension. It's called Netflix Hangouts where it looks like a Google Hangout session, but it's actually a, a fake video conference going on where one of the tiles is actually you watch is a Netflix stream that you're watching.
0: <laughs> Perfect.
1: So imagine like the office or something like that. It would be like awesome.
0: Yeah. 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 That'd be great. That'd be great. Less useful if you're working from home, I guess. But, uh, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could tell my wife I'm, I'm working on a, you know,
0: (laughs) God, this call will cut. This
1: call isn't over. (laughs) Yeah. I got to work late tonight. (laughs) That's
0: great. Uh, all right, Dave. Well, if folks want links to, uh, the Netflix hangouts, Chrome extension, um, Mm -hmm. Or uh, or any of the other things we fake things that we've talked about on the show today. What what website should they go visit?
1: Yeah, if they want to get uh, my perfect Hogan, um, yeah, they DG, want to go to uh, dgshow.org. It's easy, Dave. Jason Show.org. dgshow.org. DG All right. DG well, uh, thanks, Dave. Yeah, thanks, Gunner. Thanks everybody for listening.